It's day three of the Odisha Men's Hockey World Cup. Day two saw Spain and Argentina put on a firecracker for us. And tonight, we'll get to see the reigning champions in action. You're with the World Cup Daily. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Once again, it's day three of the Odisha Hockey World Cup. It's day three of the World Cup Daily Podcast. My name's Matt Allen and sitting opposite me every day all the way through to December the 16th is Mr. John Lee. So I was just running out of breath then, mate. Sorry, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for sitting in there. How are you going? Enjoy the games last night? Uh, yeah, I did. Well, certainly the first game was a, a ripper. Second one was interesting. Interesting? Interesting. interesting. Good interesting or interesting a bit dull uh, interesting? bit of both right. but we'll get to that we'll get to that how about we do crack on with the results from yesterday's games uh, those games coming from uh, pool A and first up it was a game a lot of people were looking forward to the derby Argentina versus Spain kind of a derby hey? kind of a, it's a bit far for a derby but I know what you mean yeah uh, Argentina and Spain and didn't they show, turn it on five goals in the first quarter uh Argentina going into half uh, quarter time 3-2 up there uh, first goal was scored in the third minute then one in the fourth one in the 14th and two in the 15th one actually after the quarter time siren yeah and some great goals in there as well oh there was goal number one there the 22 year old Gonzalez from Spain a, a product of club de campo former junior world cup captain there uh, he uh, made best of the defensive slip up from uh, um, from Gilardi, sorry, just looking at my writing there. Um, he was robbed under pressure, and they, you know they took the lead, and it was game on from there, wasn't it? Mazzilli got one back a minute later. Spanish, yeah, Spanish went two one up with Ramu, um, and uh, two two to the Argentinians, three two to the Argentinians, and Payet getting his first of the game there. And uh, oh, wasn't that a ripper straight through the goalie's legs? Too? Low and, and strong. Nothing yeah. against the poor old goalie. He's probably lucky he didn't get his legs closed because he would have been pulling himself out of the net. I think I might have after seen, that one. I might have seen quarters wince a little bit on that one actually. <laughs> yeah, it was a fan. So we got to we got to quarter time, score of uh, three goals to two, and uh, then the coaches had a word to the players and things slowed down a little calm bit. Calm it down, that. boys. Calm it down. It, it did. Uh, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if it had been an old-fashioned half. How much? So obviously, attrition would have taken its role. Plenty um, of celebratory moments. There, it might have been interesting to see how it turned out if the coaches hadn't gotten their ears because they certainly did, and the game settled down a lot. And they tweaked a, a couple of things and it took until the 35th minute just into the five minutes into the second half before uh, Spain got the equaliser to go into three quarter time at three all and that goal was scored courtesy of Luis Luis and um well, that came off the post, didn't it? And then he got the follow-up, and he absolutely fired it into the back of the net. So yeah, there was no messing around with that. It one. was it was a pretty good goal. Uh, but come the man, come the moment, cometh the man, uh, and the Gons. He stepped up in the 49th minute. Are we give him that nickname. I have the Gons. The Gons, I reckon. Uh, he stepped up to the penalty corner battery and slipped one past the uh, Spanish defence. Yeah, well, we said yesterday that. If they, if you keep uh, uh, Payet in the back line, you're going to have a better chance of winning the game. If you get him up there in the short corners, yeah. you're going to struggle. And was it two from three? I think he got. Uh, I think so. He certainly got two. Um, got the one that mattered at the end in the four three win. Did. And uh, that was a pretty good. I did notice though the postman, poor old Spanish postman. We won't mention names because I've played on the post a lot myself over the years. Um, 
Both of his feet were outside the line of the post, and he just sort of had his stick hanging in the space. Yeah, well, there's a rumour he had a 46-inch stick as well. Yeah, poor. I, I don't blame him. Uh, when yeah, the guns gets going, it's coming at you. I think that was Romu who'd scored the uh, the second goal for the for the Spanish there. But a lot of fantastic start. Uh, just on the predictions, John Ernst went for a three-two win for Argentina, so he wasn't far off. There was just no, it was a quarter-time score. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, Miggy Davis from Spain. He uh, he thought the Spanish would get up two-one, uh, so not the right way for him there. But Ernst, he's, he's tracking all right on his predictions so far. He is. Um, we'll get uh, you to said Ernst. there'd be a goal in it as well. So the the. the uh, his predictions are coming up a little bit later in the show. One thing that did catch my eye, we, we mentioned the card count yesterday. Very disappointing. Uh-huh. Only, only one player picked up a card. In fact, he got two. He got the, the double, the green and the yellow. And that was uh, Thomas Battaglio from Argentina. Um, not a period of play where the, uh, the Spanish could make any uh, inroads when they were down that one man but, he's one um, of those uh, very disappointing only one player managed to blow his top in that game uh, he's one of those guys that gets the uh, uh, card every 27 minutes isn't he yeah <laughs> so, 27 minutes 54 minutes yeah well yeah. you think about it, that's 5-7 minutes off that's a whole rotation he's missed out on there <laughs> Okay, let's get on to the second game of the day, and that was New Zealand and France. Now, I was looking forward to this game. Um, I didn't actually watch the Spain-Argentina game live, other things on, but I did catch the replay after the New Zealand-France game. And, um, yeah, I was, I was hoping for more from this game. Uh, New Zealand got out, well, scored uh, in the 16th minute, uh, so just after quarter time, and that to go 1-0 up. Um, and then that one goal lead held all the way through to the 56th minute where New Zealand slotted a second goal. The first goal was scored uh, by number 21, Kane, Kane Russell. Russell. That was a lovely little run as well. He picked the ball up from the overhead deep in the, uh, um, yeah. in the French, heart, in French uh, 25 and uh, a nice little run around the back and got the reverse stick shot off and it somehow found its way into the corner. And then, as I mentioned, Stephen Jeunesse doubling the score in the 56th minute. So there was... Big gap there between their two goals. Well, there was a big gap between the keeper's left left pad and the post as well, <laughs> because everybody thought he was shaping for a ball to the back post, and he just tucked it on the inside post, and the yeah. keeper was beating there. I don't think the keeper would be happy about that nah. particular goal. Um, happens, but France managed to call one back in the 59th minute, and just for a fraction of a second, there was some hope for uh, maybe the French could steal a point, but it wasn't to be. New Zealand took out that game two goals to one. Uh, what I found disappointing was I didn't think New Zealand really bothered to attack that much. I thought they they very much let France come at them. France, with a little perhaps a little bit more in the forward line, could very easily have taken that game. Um, yeah, it, I was disappointed in the way New Zealand just sat back and waited for France to come at them rather than try to take the game up to France. You would have thought you look at their rankings. Well. It, it also almost appeared as if New Zealand were playing not to lose rather than to win. Yeah, well, they don't want to give too many chances to Charlet, the big char um, from the Waterloo Ducks Club in Belgium. That no, no, that's big his nickname. Char. That is his nickname, the big char. Okay, um, we'll go with the big char then. Yeah, because uh, he'll stick him away. That was a lovely high drag to, uh, was. to, to pull the goal back there. Um, French, not too far away. Not too far away at all. And, you know, it's... Uh, we thought it would be a pretty close game. The Kiwis haven't been firing on all cylinders, so we'll see what happens in I the next games the, and around there. I thought the French have pretty much got the cake there, but the, you know the flour and eggs are all there. But maybe it needs a bit of icing. Belgian so, icing. Well, they do do good icing, don't they? Um, we'll keep the goal of the day for a little bit later, shall we? Yeah. 
why not we'll waffle on a bit yeah. more right or the G.O.D. as I call them it's, G.O.D. it's G.O.D. Okay. The, un, the unknown sponsor G.O.D. oh yeah it's a generic sponsored goal of the day probably changing it oh, okay Good. yeah generic sponsor um, so that's games 5 and 6 finished off at the Kalinga Stadium the first round of pool A and that leads us into the games coming up today. They are games from Pool B, and that will be uh, Australia and Ireland, and they're playing the early game. And England and China will be playing the late game. That's at uh, 9 p- uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Bubaneshwar time, the early game at 5 p.m. Bubaneshwar time. Why don't we get Ernst Bart's thoughts on uh, how these particular games might go? You're listening to the World Cup Daily Predictions, a cooperation between Studio Hockey and the First Day. Day 3 of the World Cup in Bhubaneswar. Time flies when you're having fun. The third day of this World Cup will bring the reigning world champions Australia into the battle. They had to change a lot in their team since the disappointing Rio games. They're not the Australia from the last World Cup in The Hague anymore, where they pulverized any opposition. But still a team to be reckoned with. First up against Australia is Ireland. The Irish are one of these teams that are just happy to be there, but on a good day they can surprise anyone. Will it be a good day for the Irish? I doubt it. I think Australia will win 5-0 against Ireland. The second game of the third day will feature England versus China. China is for me the absolute unknown in this field of participants. Nevertheless, it should be an easy win for the English. I go for 3-0. That's it for today on the Daily World Cup Predictions. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode. But for now, enjoy your hockey. Or as they say in India, Aap Bas Hockey. Hi, I'm Flynn Ogilvie and you are listening to the World Cup Daily Podcast at the Odisha Hockey World Cup. And thanks to Flynn and to Ernst Bart there for his predictions. Um, well, number number Flynn 22, will be in Flynn. Action. That's it, he's in action there this evening. It's uh, maybe a little homage to Australian cricket and maybe we might see two from 22 there oh, this evening. Oh, yes. Um, well, let's get into those games too. Ernst's prediction was Australia would uh, win this game. Is they're going to be too good for the Irish? Yeah, How but he reckoned, the yeah, Irish? he reckoned 5-0 five, five there. Um, I'm not so sure <laughs> it would be that big. And he also mentioned the, the change in personnel in the Australian side from four years ago. And of course, the likes of Dwyer and Orchard and Knowles um, and more are all uh, out of that side. Devin, uh, Turner, Govers, it goes on. But they've filled those gaps with a lot of very good young talented players and I'm really looking excited looking looking at how these uh, boys like Tim Brand and Jake Harvey um, Jake Harvey and yeah, uh, yeah how, how they're going to well, go Timmy Howard it's interesting the uh, FIH media guide has uh, you know all the information about the teams and it has a little section at the bottom one to watch the player to watch for all the teams yeah. for Australia it's Eddie Ockenden <laughs> with <laughs> over 330 <laughs> international appearances if you're not already watching Eddie Ockenden you missed a bit of hockey now I th- you know there was a time when Eddie Ockenden was cream in the, on the cake now Eddie's part of the eggs and flour and uh, the, the cream is actually going to be guys like if Jake Harvey gets near... Have goal, you been watching Bake Off the past couple yeah, of days? Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm just hungry, actually. It's time for lunch. <laughs> um, you know, there's some young guys there. Flynn Ogle... Flynn, Flynn's got an eye for a goal. There's a few guy, young guys there who, given the opportunity, will take it. 
and score. And the other one is um, Blake Govers, whose brother Kieran played at the uh, the winning World Cup team at the last World Cup. That goal. Uh, and, and that was as good a team hockey as I've seen played. You know, that Australian team. Yeah, well, we've spoken Blake about. Blake is in. Yeah. Uh, he is in sensational form he's in domestically. Form. He's yeah. been scoring goals left, right, and centre at club level, at AHL level. Um, so if he can maintain that form. He's going to be very dangerous, and that's going to open up spaces for all these other, the younger guys who are, you've just slotted into the team. Yeah, but it's just the way they do it. The factory keeps on rolling and putting, rolling them out. Hey, now, look, these guys aren't Simon Orchard, and they aren't Jamie Dwyer, and they aren't X, Y, and Z, but they're filling the roles that they filled. They're not the same player necessarily, but they're doing the same jobs. That's it, the juggernaut. Juggernaut just rolls on that. Yeah. Uh, Caps-wise, Australia have, uh, out of the whole group, 2,035 international caps, as opposed to the Irish boys with 2,426. So a little bit more experience on the international scene, maybe not at the high, that highest level. Um, Ireland ranked 10 and Australia ranked number one. Average ages, Australia 25.3 and Ireland 27.1. And they've never played each other in a World Cup before. Really? Like, no, last time they met was in 2018 at the Sultan Aslan Shah Cup earlier on in the year. That was a 4-1 win for Australia. The uh, other time recently was back in 2015 at the uh, Hockey World League semi-finals, and that was a 4-1 win for Australia as well. So you want me to pick results, John? Yes. I'm going for a 4-1 win for Australia. Yeah, I, I'll, I think Australia will win the game comfortably. They've got a, they've got a 70 but the Ireland won't be embarrassed. I don't think they're going to get flogged 5 now. No, we've got, Australia have got a 74.4% win rate at the tournament out of their 86 games. They've won 64 of them, so it's going to be a formidable um, opposition for the Irish. Now, the Irish have got a decent goal scorer themselves up there. Shane O'Donoghue, he's only one goal off John German's uh, record of 93 international goals. Maybe he'll pop up. Um, his stats are 1.76 games for every goal scored, so there's certainly one to watch there. And they've got good experience. They've got uh, three or four guys that are playing in Germany, uh, another five guys that are playing in Belgium. So they're, they're you know they're up against uh, in you know in one of the best leagues uh, in the world. So they're certainly getting the quality opposition. But whether they get it as a an individual group, Alistair Cox has got a. Um, a uh, Alex, sorry, Alex, Alexander Cox has got a big job to um, to do there, but if, I think this is their time. If there's any time that Ireland are going to do well at a World Cup, it's now, isn't it? Yeah, and look, um, if you want to be taking on Australia uh, and you with the chance to beat them, the first game is a good place to start. Um, traditionally, they they can wobble a little bit early and tend to work into a tournament as opposed to getting there and just flogging everybody from the start. Um, so it's a, it's a game that if Ireland are dedicated to it and, and put the, the right amount of effort into it, they could easily come away with the result. I still think that China will be the team to miss out from that pool, yeah. uh, regardless of tonight's result between Australia and, and Ireland. Well, Dave, um, Davey Hart, he's a very good goalkeeper, John. He um, is. I don't, do you know no. that? <laughs> Somebody wrote a song about him. Like, yeah. He's very good. Davey. He makes very good saves. He does. He makes very good saves. Uh, 34 international clean sheets for the Irish. Can he stretch that to 35 later on today? Well, well, Possibly. Time will tell. First time the Irish have been out of the World Cup since 1990 in Lahore, so the same distance since the, the, the French, French were last there. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at the second game now. Um, that's England playing China. Oh, you know, the Australian in me would love the idea of China winning this game, but <laughs> I just can't see it happening. A lot of young bodies there. An average age of 22.9, right? Check this out. 
total international caps 531 well Barry Middleton's almost done that himself <laughs> for so a very uh, young inexperienced side there they didn't play in the Asian Games they didn't play in the Asian Champions Trophy the last time we saw them internationally was at the Hockey World League uh, semis in London uh, they played against England then and England had a 2-0 win uh, they uh, had a, a solitary 5-2 win in that tournament over Korea but also lost to Argentina 10-0 Netherlands 7-0 Canada Canada 7-3 and eventually they lost 3-1 to Pakistan in the 7th 8th playoff game same goalkeeper um, Ji Wei Ao um, in goal for the Chinese I hope he's uh, he's improved a bit because his backup's got one cap I believe <laughs> oh really well it's an interesting England team too I, th- I find that you've you've got uh, sort of a core group of five, four or five players that are not going to be at the next World yeah. Cup and problem, some of them won't be at the Olympic Games uh, you've got your core in the middle that have, you know, around that hundred, a lot of guys around that hundred or so, 150 games. And then there's a, there's a string of about six or seven players there who all played, you know, under 30 games. Yeah. Uh, so there's, it's a big, good mixture of youth and, and experience there. Well, Liam Ansell um, came in there to replace Sam Ward, um, another, a uh, victim of concussion in the English hockey setup. It seems to uh, a lot of people seem to. I think the standards are pretty good with England hockey, and they, if there's any sign of any problem with the concussion, they whip them out of there. So Sam Ward missing out. So he will the, be. The missed. worrying thing is it's that they're missing extended stints. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just oh I'm going to miss next week because I've had a concussion. They, these are obviously serious concussions. Yeah. Um, and what what can you say about Barry Middleton, really? <laughs> 425 caps across England and Great Great Britain. 150 for Great Britain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, legend. You know, it would be great for Barry to to go a long way in this tournament because he's been an ornament to the game. Now, we've, we've said uh, before that, oh, certainly on the Reverse Stick podcast, that the China team tends to come from the national champions. Well, from this group of 18 players, they're all from Inner Mon- Mongolia. Um, the the hockey heritage there in that part of the world in China is uh, from a game called Beiku that sort of predates hockey. They took on hockey in the 1970s there, uh, but it's the uh, the Dower people D A U R that it's traditionally played the Beiku game, and that's where they come from. Oh, good luck to them. I, I, that could be a really intriguing game because no one really knows what China's bringing to the table. Well, no, they, you're absolutely right. They they don't. No one but, knows. But 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 there's going to be a big golf in quality. You know, they're they're not getting regular games against international opposition. So what they've done is just on their own at home. Well, know. there's there's um, talk going around. They didn't go to the Asia Games, of course, uh, right. China, and talk going around that the reason they didn't go to the Asia Games is they wanted. to use that time to train together and work on right. that sort of stuff yeah. so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go hopefully they don't get um, badly badly beaten but I, I can't see them winning the game no well this is it this is their World Cup debut so China yeah. welcome to the World Cup yes and looking forward to watching both of those games later on this evening for us here in Perth and whatever time it may happen to be where you happen to be listening to this podcast uh, time to get to the goal of the day Matt? Yep, the and unknown sponsor goal of the day. Yep, gener- insert your generic sponsor's yep. name here, goal of the day. It could be you. And, uh, well, I went with the heart today. We saw some, some nice goals in the games today, especially the Argentina, um, Spain. Uh, Spain game. And, you know, uh, apologies to, uh, the Gons, because that first penalty stroke, uh, first penalty corner that went through the goalie's legs, that's as good as drag flicking comes, I think. That was a, bullet that thing um, 
So apologies to the Gons, but I've gone with me heart, and uh, I'm going for the Frenchman today. Uh, you got you got to love the big char. The big char. The big char. Look, everybody loves having a, a second rower playing at fullback. <laughs> um, it, it gives you a, a feeling of what's it, it, a feeling of security knowing you've got the big fella there behind you. So uh, that's who I've picked out for my goal of the day. Charlie, well, he tried to find Masson with the last one. Couldn't quite get there. What will he do this time? Well, he has to change his position. He's been uh, dragging well. He's been bringing that power, but not the angle which is required to get at the goal. High. Oh, it's taken a touch off Joyce, and it's in for Victor Charlie. And France do have their first goal of the campaign. And it is the man we sent to look out for at the start, the captain Charlie, with the drag flick. Yes, Charlie, taking out our generic sponsors' goal of the day for day two's yes. play so on day huge, three. Huge, huge thanks to Star Sports yes. India and the FIH, and of course the commentary team there, Jake Bear Singh and Dan Strange. Yep, uh, oh, doing great. Uh, commentary is fantastic. Been a bit on social media about com- certain commentators not being there. Um, we're blessed in hockey that we do have some really good commentators and. Share it round. You know what? Rick Charlesworth nearly said crash ball, but he just said a ball crashed in, I think. He did. And uh, the crash ball count up very silent last night. It just sat in the corner, just whirring away, waiting and waiting and waiting. Nothing happened. So uh, we look forward to Dan hitting the airways again tonight, see if we can't get those wheels spinning. And absolutely. Now, uh, just a quick update on the, uh, the scored Fantasy League, John. Uh, yep. Purely uh, selfishly on the, um, the reverse stick. Uh, mini league which you can still join you can get involved go and find us on social media on Instagram Twitter and on Facebook you'll find the links we're at the reverse stick all over there um, yes uh, I mentioned yesterday about uh, two guys being down the bottom of the ladder uh, with zero points that namely being Stephen Finlater from the hook and Tyron Bernard from hockey 24-7 well they're now in 21 and 23 sandwiching me with the TRS development squad in at 22 there at the moment who's winning and top of the ladder, well, Baggy Bagshaw from the Rodden Row Hockey Club, he's out of contention there. Uh, top is Andy Graham with Boone Boone with the Bridesmaids, 38 and a half points. Um, I like the name of this second bloke. Uh, he's on 36 points with the Galacticos, Gordon Allen. Oh, what, oh. A lo- what a lovely surname. <laughs> no relation. Oh, yeah, we hope. Oh, look, mate, we'll keep an eye on what's going on with this squad and we'll keep an eye on the action coming up tonight from Babatazwar, Australia taking on Ireland and then England in the late game taking on China. It's another hazy day there today. It's uh, going to be up around the 30-degree mark um, at game time. Oh, humidity around 49%. Not a lot of wind around, a little bit of cloud cover. Uh, it's going to be another warm one. Looking forward to it. Uh, I believe we might even be watching a game or two tonight together. Fingers crossed. That should be interesting. Hockey 1, Hockey 2, Hockey 3. Catch you soon, folks, tomorrow for the World Cup Daily.